Super Talk Mississippi media production. Come see the Boutique on Central in downtown Laurel for the best deals in women's fine clothing. Let us complete your one-of-a-kind look at the Boutique on Central at 531 Central Avenue in downtown Laurel. Putting our differences to the side and talking about something we all love. In our old man river, lavish lakes and streams, pines full of the wildest life and possibilities. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. From the Foundation Studio North today, we're up here in the Mississippi Delta at this very special slice of heaven I call Delta Bluffs. Welcome to Super Talk Outdoors, where we celebrate every Monday at lunchtime. The world-class outdoors of this incredible state of Mississippi. And, uh, you know, the super interesting people who are so passionate about it. I mean, there are so many. I don't know if we're ever going to get to all of them. It's just incredible. Thank you for joining us on the powerful Super Talk Network. You know, Super Talk Outdoors is brought to you by the foundation. They're working to protect our outdoor heritage every single day. They're officially called the Foundation for Wildlife Fisheries and Parks. Uh, the foundation is the only foundation that is focused on directly supporting the Mississippi Department of Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. You know, what they do is they provide financial support, either through wildlife and education programs. The other thing they do that's really important is they focus on uh, improving. Uh, what I would say is actually taking a step forward, raising the bar on Mississippi's conservation efforts so that we can uh, we can you know make Mississippi a model continue to make Mississippi a model in the United States so they're focused on the important issues that matter to outdoorsmen and women in this state in short we're really lucky to have this organization an organization like the foundation the dedicated volunteers they bring they bring together and of course all those people and organizations that are helping to fund that organization I couldn't say enough good things about it if you want to learn more about them you can go to the Super Talk Outdoors page at supertalk.fm website or you can, and click on the foundation link or you can just do a search the Foundation for Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. By the way, if you haven't downloaded the Supertalk app, you ought to do that. You'll be glad that you did. You'll get news, you'll get programming, you'll get sports alerts, uh, you'll have access to Supertalk TV, and the list of benefits goes on and on. So now let's move over to our, our producer for the show, the producer of Supertalk Outdoors, Kyle Curley, and just say, how you doing, Kyle? I am doing wonderful. How are you? I'm doing great, man. Every, anything exciting going on in your world these days? You know, not a whole lot. Just trying to um, get ready for another uh, NFL uh, Saints home game Sunday. It's a Halloween weekend. Looks like I'm getting wrapped into doing a uh, Pelicans game on Saturday night. So, you know, big week ahead. Well, Kyle works for the Saints organization. So if you're at a Pelicans game, he like he just mentioned, he, he fills in and plays music during Pelican games. And for all the Saints home game, Kyle's the guy who plays that amazing music that you listen to. He is the best at that uh, that, that, you, that you'll ever find. Incredible. It's a lot of fun, isn't it, buddy? It really is. You know, it, um, it, it's, a lot, it's different than what I'm normally used to. So uh, I, I kind of enjoy the change of pace. And uh, speaking of change of pace, it looks like you're back in the Delta, huh? I am, man. It's a lot of fun here. You know, we've been working hard. You know, getting ready for deer season. You know, this is the time of year where we're fixing, uh, you know, shooting houses and finishing up food plots and 
doing stuff like that. In fact, you can show that video. We were actually up in the up in the uh, a place we call Mount Everest, which is um, we have 500 acres in the main camp. We had three different farms, but the, this main farm is 500 acres in the Delta, 500 acres up in up in the Bluffs. And this is a food plot we call Mount Everest. And if you look out over the Delta, eight miles away, you can see the city of Greenwood. It's just incredible. And we were up there yesterday as the sun was setting. It does. It really doesn't get any better than that. You enjoying the shows, my friend? I really am. It's, um, you know, again, I hate to use the cliche, but it's a good change of pace. I really enjoy the change of subjects. I really like the outdoors. I don't get outdoors as much as I would probably like or physically really get used to, but, uh, you know, live vicariously through others. Yeah, Cal does a lot of fishing with his son when he gets the opportunity to do so. But you know, we got a lot of, you know, the first show, this is officially the fourth edition of Super Talk Outdoors. But the first edition, we had Jimmy Primos and Brad Ferris from the Primos team. And I played a section of the my show, Coast View, which airs on the coast. Had a, an hour-long session with Will Primos. We'll have him on this show, actually, in a few weeks. But, you know, the feedback we got from that was just incredible. And then last week, uh, the, the second week, we had Toxie Hayes and Cus Strickland from Mossy Oaks. What a great show that was. And then last week, I really enjoyed having Steve Azar uh, the music and cultural ambassador for the state of Mississippi, a guy who's you know an artist who's written so many incredible songs. He wrote the the the, the theme song for Super Talk Outdoors, One Mississippi. That song was actually commissioned by Governor Phil Bryant. And of course, he was on that show with us as well last week. And the passion they have for this state and the way this song sort of represents the best of Mississippi, as we all agree, we hope it will, will become sort of the state song somewhere, somewhere along the way. And then we close that show out with William McKinley, the Deer, Deer Program Coordinator. I really enjoyed that conversation with William because he, he, he is, a, is a great example of all the great people who work in the department who are so dedicated to uh, for you know really dedicated their lives to wildlife conservation in this state so anyway if you missed any of those shows you can go to supertalk.fm you can go to your facebook page you can go to the youtube channel you can go to your favorite podcast and just search super talk outdoors and you'll get a chance to see that anyway thanks for all you do buddy you bet you bet hey listen um if you, um, uh, you know what I want to do? I want to do a quick shout out to someone. Um, Mindy Briscoe. He, he's actually married to my wife's uh, cousin, Tony. And he has a hobby. He makes knives for family members. And he came over the other day and brought me a knife. I'm showing it for the Facebook and YouTube audience. It's just literally gorgeous. Um, and it's, it's a work of art. And I plan to use it, too. I'm just not going to look at it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use this knife, and I'm going to cherish it. So thank you, Mindy, for sending it to me. Um, we have such a great show today. If you haven't heard of the Swamp Witches, you're going to know more about them after this show today. They're a group of women duck hunters. Really, they're just a group of hunters in general. They, they, they break from the mold that hunting's just about you know, the love of the outdoors for men. <laughs> they love dogs. Some of them love horses. Uh, they generally just love the outdoors. And they love cooking and uh, what they kill. Uh, they love the quality time they spend together. And, th and there's going to probably be just a lot of fun stories to tell. But anyway, I want to welcome two of the Swamp Witches to Super Talk Outdoors today, Lila Sessoms and Lee Bailey. Welcome to Super Talk Outdoors. Thank you. We are so happy to be here. Yeah, it's great being here. It's a beautiful day here in Mississippi. So where are you sitting, Lila, right now? We are at Lee's and her husband Jamie's hydroponic greenhouse. 
and I, I purchased this prop behind us at a Ducks Unlimited banquet one night that's got a bunch of uh, wood ducks and in Florida, Mississippi. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. And by the way, we're gonna we're gonna hear more about Lee and her business and how they got into that business in a second. You also have your dog sitting with your Skeeter. Tell me about Skeeter. Yes, Skeeter is 15 years old. This is probably gonna be her last duck hunting year, but she has been hunting with the Swamp Witches for the past 13 years. She's an wow. So in dog years, how old is Skeeter? Oh. I don't know. Oh, no. oh. <laughs> about, about 100 and something. She's, she's oh, a wow. for sure. Uh, and still <laughs> loves to go out and chase the ducks, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, what a great dog. So, so Lila, tell me, def, def, tell, define for people who have never heard about swamp witches before, define what is, what is a swamp witch and how did they get their name? Well, I think it all started with horses. All of us have a general interest in horses. And then it led from there that we had hunting interest as well. And I went on a hunting, I bought a hunting deal to go with Jim and Allison Cruz in Clarksdale and hunted with my dog and her dog there. And then a couple of more of us girls got together and then we all got together and went up hunting and for me if you get five girls to tell a story you're going to hear five different stories so this <laughs> is my version we were all cleaning out the cabin had our brooms and we're sweeping it up because the dogs come in the cabin and it was we go in there with our waiters and we created a mess so we all had brooms and we were had all the doors open it was a beautiful day and we're sweeping out the, the cabin and somebody said, y'all look like a bunch of swamp witches. <laughs> so, and it stuck. It stuck. It stuck. So, so, uh, so Lila, you were, you were involved with Allison at the very beginning, right? Yes. Tell me about Allison. Oh, she, there's no explaining Allison. She is a <laughs> phenomenon in herself. She is, she is all things wonderful. She, she really is the, um meat of our group she puts everything together and she's just a superwoman you know super talk outdoors is brought to you by the foundation they're working to protect our outdoor heritage every single day they're officially called the foundation for wildlife fisheries and parks uh, the foundation is the only foundation that is focused on directly supporting the mississippi department of wildlife fisheries and parks so they're focused on the important issues that matter to outdoorsmen and women in this state. In short, we're really lucky to have this organization. An organization like the foundation, the dedicated volunteers they bring, they bring together. And of course, all those people and organizations that are helping to fund that organization. I couldn't say enough good things about it. If you wanna learn more about them, you can go to the Super Talk Outdoors page at supertalk.fm website or you can, and click on the foundation link or you can just do a search the Foundation for Wildlife, Fisheries, and Parks. When we come back, we're coming to the end of this segment. When we come back, we're gonna, we're gonna tell some amazing stories about the memories that the swamp witches have. Leading the conversation on Mississippi's outdoors, it's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi. 
Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors here on the Super Talk Network. We're having a conversation with two swamp witches today. And when we went to break, we were talking about, you know, what is a swamp witch and how do they get the name and all of that? You know, one of the things that I saw, I actually did some research about this. And what I found actually on the Internet is a story that was written, actually it was in 2020, called The Allure of the Swamp Witch. And uh, it went on to say different things, but essentially it was, a, it was about getting away from modern society and all of its expectations. And in a way, really hunting is like that. Hunting's a great way to escape, isn't it? Yes, certainly is. So uh, all of you see the outdoors in Mississippi as the ultimate way to get away, don't you? Absolutely, 100%. So, so let's go back. So Lee, talk to me a little bit about what the outdoors in Mississippi means to you. Well, it's just, you know, the rat race and the high stress of everyday working and families and just obligations of, of life and just be able to go out into nature, into the quiet. Sometimes it's not quiet, I guess, if you're duck hunting, but um, but it just it just takes all that away. You can just feel those layers of stress peeling off and whether you're on the back of a horse or you're in a swamp or a tree stand, um, it just it, it's just peace and uh, it's my spiritual time just to get outside and and the cathedral of the woods. The cathedral of the woods. I love it. I love the way you said that. You know, I've often said that it. You can literally, when I get into the woods, I can l- literally feel my blood pressure drop. My mind feels more creative. And uh, there's just something just rejuvenating about it. And when you don't get a chance to do it, all the stresses of life kind of start to add up in your body. That's for sure. You went to Mississippi State University and you were born and raised in Jackson. You sort of been around the outdoors, I guess, most of your life. But dogs and horses and all these things were really important to you, weren't they? They were. Um, My dad was a a little bit of a wing shooter growing up, but he didn't ever take me to do that. Unfortunately, I guess I never expressed an interest. But anyway, it was later in life when I was in college and I was dating a guy that was a big outdoorsman and he took me deer hunting for the first time and I was just hooked. It was just, it was fantastic. And so I, I got a taste of it then. And But it wasn't until really when I got involved with my girlfriends through horses and then into hunting that it became a, a almost an obsession and there are different types of hunting have come out of the original swamp witch duck hunting bond and there's a couple that especially allison is a major turkey hunter and so that she introduced me to that and you talk about an obsession <laughs> that's one that people ask me all the time you know, I really want to take up turkey hunting. And I say, well, as long as you've got plenty of time on your hands, <laughs> you're going to need a free schedule to do this. Well, no, so. you're, you're right, Lee. It is, it is a pure obsession when you hear Will Primos talk about turkey hunting or Toxie Hayes talk about t- turkey hunting or anyone else who's been in the woods and hear that gobble and what it does to them. And I mean, it's, it's, the, it's the ultimate chase. And it's the ultimate experience. And once you get it, it is it is a true addiction, isn't it? It really is. I, it's the best way I can describe it. The first season I ever hunted, I got so crazy over it that I ended up with poison ivy all over myself, mosquito bites from head to toe, ticks, 
that you name it and and not a turkey to show for it (laughs) (laughs) hey we've all been there We've all been there. Hey, listen, you you were became a real estate broker, and um, and and you you know you, you got married along the way, obviously. And you and your husband decided to be very entrepreneurial and take some big risks. And today, you have a rather large uh, greenhouse producing lettuce. Tell me about this operation you guys have in Florida. Well, my husband and I, he was from Columbus, Georgia, a big outdoorsman, and um, we met and dated long distance for a while, and he was a commercial real estate broker in Georgia, and when we married and he moved over here, it, he said, I just can't imagine starting a new career in real estate in a new city, a new state. I'm going to have to think something else to do, and I said, well, you know, I've been doing it a long time, too. I'm, I'm ready for something different, and so we started doing research, came across this idea of indoor farming, which allows you to do it year round and um, allows you to be on restaurant menus all the time. And so we did about two years worth of research before we took the plunge. And um, we now operate Salad Days is the name of the farm in Flora, Mississippi. And we have 18,000 square feet of uh, under roof and 27,000 heads of lettuce in there right now um, that are headed for a restaurant plate or a grocery store shelf. One of the, one of the uh, notes that you sent to me, you said this is you, that you and your husband are living proof that you can teach old dog new tricks. But it's been a, I mean, you've used all of your prior experience and all the business that you've been, been involved in before to say, you know, bring dog and determination to this entrepreneurial effort. And it's really paid off, hasn't it? It has, it has. And, you know, my husband had, years a lifetime basically of planting food plots and growing pine trees and you know had a love of horticulture i've always had a backyard garden and indoor plants and you know really enjoyed that but we neither one had any commercial growing farming experience so there has been a pretty steep learning curve on this but we we've enjoyed it we've endured um, against all odds there have been times when we thought oh my gosh how can we do this another day because it's it is a uh, we've had to give up a lot of our outdoors time. I'll say that. That's that's one of the sacrifices. But hopefully, we'll be able to get back to the to the more time in the woods soon. Yeah, I had a. This is this is Lee Bailey. We're talking to. She's one of the swamp witches. But I had a, a, a brothers that were that are involved in the seafood business on in coastal Mississippi on the show this this past week. One is one was 18 years old. One was 16 years. They actually got in the business when they're like 15 and 12. And when they go check their crab pots, they have to get up at like 2.30 in the morning and they don't get back to like 10 o'clock at night. But so is the life of an entrepreneur. I mean, it's not an eight to five job anymore, is it? You just do what you have to do. You do what you have to do. Let's move over to Lila Sessoms, actually one of the original members of the Swamp Witches. And, um, you know, you grew up in Louisiana. And uh, and we'll talk a little bit of, in a minute about how significant the Piro is to what you guys do, not wanting motorized boats and whatever. And you, what I love about your story, Lila, is that you learned a love of hunting from your mother. Tell me about that. Well, I actually learned the love of hunting with both of them, but yeah. my mother was the biggest influence. She she helped me with, with training the dogs and how to blow a duck call, whether it was jingle bells in the duck blind or, <laughs> or actually learning how to do a, a feed call. But 
Yes, we had a wonderful family experiences in South Louisiana, and my mother always invited other families with their children, and um, so she brought a lot of that into the equation. So, you know, uh, you know, unfortunately, I think along the way, you got away from hunting for various reasons, and then you got reintroduced to it. Uh, and I think you, actually, you live on a horse farm today, but tell me about how outdoors became such a big obsession for you as you as you continue to experience life. Well, unfortunately, my parents divorced, and that's when the, the duck hunting ended. And then I didn't get back into horses until college, and that got me more outdoors and got a Labrador. That got me more outdoors and bought a horse farm. And that definitely took me out of the city to the outdoors because I was a greenhorn when it came to standing in an ant pile while hammering on a fence line. And, <laughs> <laughs> but I just, in fact, when I met my husband, he was in a truck and I was outside. So I always tell him I was more outdoors than you were when we met. So I want you to remember that when I'm inside cooking and cleaning and doing the laundry. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? When we talk about horses, you have several national championships and show jumping. You've got two quarter horse world championships. You're focused on horse racing today. I mean, you don't play around, do you? No, I've just been super blessed with the horse business. I, I, I trained with a man that rode in the Olympics, and he just, Dennis Murphy out of Alabama, and he's just, um, we've had a wonderful relationship for almost 30 years now, and um, getting into the racehorse business is a lot tougher than the show jumping. I thought it was going to be somewhat kind of similar, and I was going to have maybe the same kind of success, but that is not happening yet. <laughs> Yeah, it's serious business. I, I have a couple of friends that are in the horse racing business, actually three, and uh, it's very expensive to start out with, <laughs> and it's extremely competitive. Well, anyway, we're having a conversation. Say, say it again. It's all on my own time, so I can kind of help with those expenses. Yes, yes. Well, this is uh, Lila Sessoms and Lee Bailey. They're They're members of the Swamp witches. We're having. We're gonna. We're gonna come back after the break and talk more about hunting and what does a routine look like for them. I hear they stay up late at night drinking wine and still get up early in the morning. But we'll, we'll hear about all of those things in just a second. We'll see you after this break. This is Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. It's kudzu walls and fall football, a Gulf Coast sunset and a Delta dawn. It's simple night. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors. I have Lila Sessoms and Lee Bailey. They're members of the sort of famous uh, Swamp Witch group. They're a group of duck hunters, but really they just love the outdoors and they experience it in so many different ways. You know, one of the things I love about this show, and I often say this about uh, my show Coast View as well, that some of the funnest conversations actually happen 
when we're not on the air. And, uh, you know, one of the things I pointed out was that, okay, I had the Primos guys in the first show, Mossy Oaks guys in the second show, Steve Azar and Phil Bryan in the second, in the third show, and then the fourth show, the Swamp Witches. I mean, I, that's where you sort of rate in our in a, in a list of probably a hundred opportunities for us to go focus on. But our friend Chris Gerst made a made just a compelling case for what you guys are up to, and uh, and I have not been disappointed. I might add, just doing the research on you, loving your love of it, and you often actually out hunt the men, which I think is a cool thing as well. So let's come back to the hunting. The specific hunting, and we're going to talk about duck hunting very specifically. But I mentioned just a second ago, Lila, that that you know you're from South Louisiana. I have a lot of friends from down there. My my wife's uh, grandfather is uh, you know was Cajun French. He talked just like this, and you all the people you know talk like that too. And they get the piro and they go duck hunting. Yeah, well, you guys use piros. You know you don't like motorized boats. Um, has anyone ever tipped over? Well, we mostly use canoes. Allison is the only one that uses a P-Row now. Yeah. Well, still, anyone tipped over? No. Canoes, we've... we've I got to find some wood in the... <laughs> we've managed to stay upright in the canoes. Um, there have been probably some close calls, but... Uh, and it's mostly when you're trying to get dogs in and out of the canoes that it would probably be more of a tipping... <laughs> Potential. Well, you know, people don't realize that. I mean, and we know that some of the some of the more tragic things that happen are when people go in the water, as you know, when you're you're weighted down with waders and all the stuff that you have. Oftentimes, people are trying to get their job, their dogs. It's very cold. it can be very cold. It can be very dangerous. But let's talk about your routine. So you guys arrive at the camp. You're gonna go. You're gonna go hunting the next day. Um, What's going on? Because I, I know sort of there's a lot of work to do, but then there's a social piece to what you do. So kind of to walk me through it. Well, I will have to give Allison Cruz a lot of credit because she has us to um, her camp at Ward Lake up, in, up north Clarksdale. And so she's always very prepared in terms of you know, having everything set up and where we're going and the canoes are in the place they need to be for the next morning. And then she's, she's you know, planner extraordinaire. Um, we show up, she usually beats us there and we show up with all the food. We're um, prepared to cook. Generally, it's gonna be wild game that we, you know, duck from another hunt or who knows, venison, something. Um, we have a great meal that we do at, at the camp. We don't wanna take the time to drive back to town to eat out, so we're always cooking. and and socializing and there's a whole lot of stories a whole lot of laughing um probably a whole lot of champagne and wine and <laughs> then allison starts she starts pretty early because she knows it's going to take a while to get us all ready to go to bed but sometimes we go hunting when we get there deer hunting or pig hunting oh, or yeah of course we early enough yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. well allison, say, allison seems like the, the ultimate host She's th thought through a lot of this stuff, so you don't, you know, you, you're not having to worry about anything other than having a great time. And Lila, I hear you're a good cook. Uh, I try. Yeah. I, I love to cook. It's, it's, it's and one of my And she never uses a recipe, and everybody will have her, whatever it is we're having, and we'll all say, we want the recipe. We don't say that anymore because we know better, but 
but she doesn't know if you don't make her tell you right that minute and write it down we'll never have that again but something close uh, but never that <laughs> lee that's so interesting so so lila you how many different ways can you cook a duck for example uh, five million from sunday i just uh, <laughs> <laughs> i'm different all the time and then i'll get hooked on one like right now i love doing the whole duck and kosher salt and getting it really hot on the grill and cooking it medium rare and it's delicious. Having the crispy skin and it's delicious. oh yeah, it's great. And then I'll go back to something else and then I, it, it varies. So what time do you get up the next morning? Early, early, usually about, I'd say about 4.30-ish. Allison, she's she's the one always responsible getting us all up. We'll, we'll hear her running around banging on pots and pans saying get up girls get up and there, there's some get up quicker than others but but everyone knows if you're not at the truck when it's leaving then you're too bad there's no there's no waiting she so, doesn't she doesn't let us get by with not going there yeah. there is there is no time maybe once or twice in the 22 years that we have not all gotten up and even the time I will recall that I ended up with the stomach virus when we got there and was sick all night the night before. I mean, violently ill. The next morning I said, y'all, I cannot go. I am so sick. And they would not let me stay. And I got up and put on waders and went out there and laid in the canoe and moaned and groaned in the freezing cold and never picked up a gun but i went i was there <laughs> i bet you know i can i can only imagine because from my duck and deer hunting experiences my just hunting experiences when a, when a group of people men or women it doesn't matter when they get together the memories you rag each other you tell stories you have fun you you know there's always there's always someone in the group that's like, like the quickest wit of the group. That's always got something funny to say. They, if you do anything, even if it's normal, they have something to say about it that's funny. Who's that person in your group? I have to say it's all of us. <laughs> but then Bussy's pretty, she's pretty mm -hmm. cutting edge funny, I'd say. Who's that? Uh, Lind Bussy. Yeah. She's so, so, funny. Any mercy? No. <laughs> no mercy. No mercy. That's no. the way it is here. So we, when we invite someone to come hunt with us, we say, uh, "Does do they have thick skin?" <laughs> because the moment they walk in this door, they can't take anything personally. It's just part of the. It's part of the experience, isn't it? Uh, we will have leaks in our waders, and it'll be freezing, and nobody says uncle. I mean, nobody. <laughs> no. We have seen people go by in boats and we're going, why are y'all going home? And they're like, we have a hole in our waders and we're standing in water going, oh, we feel so sorry for you. <laughs> we will stay. I actually had a guy in Arkansas. He wanted my swamp witch hat and he left early. And I said, well, I can't give him my swamp witch hat. He left early. <laughs> He does, he does not, not deserve, deserve a swamp witch hat. <laughs> wow. So, okay. So, so, when you get to the mechanics of duck hunting, you know, for people who don't do a lot of duck hunting, you just don't go out there and blow in on a call. You have to watch the ducks, see what they're doing. You got to figure out what's the best situation. You don't want to overcall. But I guess you've got all that in the rhythm now, don't you? Oh, yeah. I have a whistle, and that means be quiet. <laughs> <laughs> and what about not look? Don't look. 
<laughs> right. Don't look. We, yeah, we, we're pretty good about covering our faces with scarves and having a good brim on a hat. And, you know, pretty much everybody's been trained enough to, to keep your head down and just cut your eyes up. But, um, but it, it did take a while, you know, those white faces looking up at the sky and a lot of flaring ducks over the years taught us that. Speaking of hats, we brought some hats. We have, we're all big into hats and scarves and yeah, yeah. let me give y'all give y'all a hat. Oh, uh, 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 hat look that you have. Well, these are, these are not what you would expect. They're not like baseball hats for the radio audience. Or these are bulky, almost witch-like hats. Maybe you know, it's got this oh, kind yeah. of. You know, it's not they have the point, and they're not black, but they're really cool. What well, a neat, neat. This one is. Oh, there's your witch hat. Now, now, Lee's got a witch hat on for sure. You know, I mean, what would this conversation with the witch uh, there, and see, there's the, the Davy Crockett hat. <laughs> so what would, a, what would a conversation with the swamp witches be like without someone dunning a witch hat for sure? You know, I bet there's so many incredible memories. I think about some of the things that happened here. Like for people who are not familiar with the Delta gumbo, um, the mud in the Delta is pretty special, isn't it? It is, and we've we've dealt with that a few times. I can remember one time going out across that field to the where we were cut. We were finished hunting. We were coming back out across the field, driving in Lila's Dooley and white, it, white Dooley. Well, it was, yeah, was. And <laughs> uh, it had rained while we were out there, and we got going across that field, and we could feel that truck just sinking, sinking, sinking. And Lila said. Just don't let up. Don't let up. She she was just <laughs> had it floored, and we weren't we were going like an inch at a time, you know. But we got out, and the truck was unrecognizable. But we got out. My <laughs> husband was so proud of me when I got home. You couldn't see white paint on that truck <laughs> in any place. He was like, "Yes, it looked like y'all had so much fun." Oh yeah, yeah. And you know what? When you don't break anything, when you don't break it, like an axle or whatever, it's a it's a big deal. It's a big deal. Hey, when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation with two of the Swamp Witches, uh, Lila Sessoms and Lee Bailey. What a fun conversation this is. Um, we'll see you for the final segment after this break. We live in one of the best places in America to enjoy the outdoors. So let's talk about it. It's Super Talk Outdoors with Ricky Matthews on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back to Super Talk Outdoors brought to you by the foundation. They're doing amazing work to, to say raise the bar in conservation in this state. And uh, very proud to have them as a, as a key sponsor of Super Talk Outdoors. And I'm coming to you from the Mississippi Delta from my special place up here we call Delta Bluffs. Delta, I mean, when you have the Delta and then you have the coast, I mean, it's the best of both worlds. It gives you a real good sense of the incredible outdoors in Mississippi. And we're having a conversation with Lila Sessoms and Lee Bailey. They're members of the Swamp Witches. Listen, I've, I've heard the, uh, the podcast and some other, I've read some things. People who see you out there, they wonder who do, what men puts the, the, the decoys out for you. How do you get to where you're going? You know, who calls them in? 
You do all this stuff. You got. You even have to have a license. I know somebody wondered about that. Tell me about the snow hunt. Well, we unfortunately we only go up for one day, so we do a lot of packing for that one day hunt. So this one time, y'all brought horses. We brought horses. We had been fox hunting the day before up in the Delta, and we just came over with the horses, and so we had them there. So there had also been a group there that weekend that left a lot of ducks on the board. And for some glorious reason, it started snowing. And it snowed and snowed. And some were out deer hunting. I was cooking some venison shanks. And uh, what were you deer we, hunting? We were pig, know, pig or deer hunting. hunting. Yeah. And it kept snowing. It kept snowing and snowing. And the next morning, it is just glorious. And we go out and, this, you know, we've got all our stuff and wish we had some, could have had some white sheets or something for better camouflage. <laughs> but anyway, we had a great shoot. Then we rode horses. Well, we decided we were snowed <laughs> in. We were so excited. We're snowed in. We don't have to go home and it might be a couple of days. <laughs> and we had plenty of food and went horseback riding in the snow and then did an afternoon duck hunt. And it, it was one of those, it was a true snow day, like you felt when you were a kid in school and you, it's an extra day off and uh, we love being able to legitimately call our husbands and say, sorry, we can't come home. We, come home. <laughs> we are snowed in. It's just terrible, I know. But you <laughs> know, you speak. They call snow goose. You speak of your husband. Can we go ahead and finish, finish your story, Lila? We just sat out there and made a big old snow goose. Had a snowman. You know, yeah. yeah. Just had just the best time. Well, you know, here's here's the you mentioned your husbands, but one of the things that makes it work for me and my friends and family members who come here to hunt with me is uh, that my wife Anna is just incredible. She's always supported my love of the outdoors and the fact that I take the kids with me and the grandkids and whatever. But you know, you wouldn't be able to do what you do if you didn't have the support of your husbands, would you? No, not at all. We we love to hunt with them too, but uh, my husband, I hear him tell people all the time. That he comes home from work and opens opens the garage and he sees waders and a shell belt and a blind bag and you know a pile of stuff that's obviously been pulled out to go somewhere and he happily runs in and says, "Hey, honey, are we going duck hunting somewhere?" And I say, uh, "Not we." <laughs> <That was the truth. laughs> and he said, "My wife goes off and leaves me go, going duck hunting all the time. I thought that was what the men did, and I, but." <laughs> Sometimes too. So <laughs> that's so cool. Somebody, uh, when I first married Ann, my wife Ann, I said I always joked with my friends that when I could find a woman who could rig a cigar minna on a sea witch, this is a very specific kind of lure, that I'm going to marry her. And uh, you know, turns out she was an amazing fisherman, loved to be on the boat, loved to do you know, you name it, she loved to do it. And I married her. But you know, it's so much fun to have someone that you enjoy life with. You know, going on life's journey. Who, who shares the love of the outdoors and, and and really the passion for sharing it with the kids and extended family members. That's what makes it. I mean, look, at the end of the day, that time with loved ones, with friends, you know, you, your, your, your friends are loved ones now. Um, it's there's, there's no exchange for anything else in, in life other than that moment, is there? No, not at all. Really not. That's, that's how I met my husband was 
was through turkey hunting. I got set up with him as a guide in Georgia one time, and that that was and the rest was history. So <laughs> that's so cool. Hey, have you ever had a chef join you guys? Yes, he lives in Memphis and used to be the chef at the I think the Memphis Country Club. Country Club, I think. Up and there. Chris, we just love Chris, and he'll come at least once a year and just do an elaborate spread. And then we all cook the other time. So, but yeah, we he's awesome. We always it, eat too much when Chris comes. It kind of spoils you. I love the story that at Christmas time, you guys get you know, a special gift for one another. And uh, I wish we had time to continue to tell all these stories. I'm going to have you guys back. I'd love to have you back. We'll talk about how the duck season is going so far at some point in the near future. But unfortunately, we're to the end of our time together. And uh, it's been a thrill for me to get to know both of you uh, better. And uh, good luck with your continued you know, journey for creating memories within the context of the Swamp Witches. Thank you. Thank you for having us. We've had a great time. It's been, it's been a lot of fun for sure. This has been Lila Sessa and Lee Bailey, members of the Swamp Witches, and uh, someone, you know, two, two women who just love sharing their, their love of the outdoors. Anyway, have a, great, have a great week, and we'll see you next Monday. Stay safe as you continue to get ready for deer season, and uh, we'll see you soon. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.